Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod king, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him troubled. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written the prophet, Lord Jesus, our mighty God, we thank you for this morning. Every family is represented here, represented at home. A home that's before you night and day. And may we be the source of blessing in our home simply by coming in your presence and have you, God, put your hand on our lives. Bless this word. Give us knowledge, understanding to know what's right for us today. We're in the last days. Thank you for hearing us, Jesus. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. You may be seated. My message is in the form of a question. Is there no wise person among us? Is there no wise person among us? Ask the person beside you, are you wise? Are you wise? Well, we're going to find out how wise you really are. But the Bible tells us that uh, in the days of Herod, a cute little child was born. It troubled him. And what troubled him more was that others were believing in him. Even in the time of his infancy. Herod, as you know, was from the descendants of Edom, the Edomite, or Esau. The child that was born was from the descendants of Jacob. And you know about the feud between Edom and Jacob. Jacob one day walked away with his birthright, and Esau vowed to kill him. But hatred never stopped. It continued for years, even today. The Edomites will take uh, uh, agreement with the Muslim to destroy Israel. Edomites are in the Middle East. So are the Ishmaelites and others that are against the family of Jacob. And the Bible said that when Herod heard the news, he heard it because there were some men, now I can't find in the Bible, maybe you can help me in when you find it, let me see it. Then said three wise men. I don't know where three wise men came from. Maybe it came from the story of three little pigs. Maybe it came from that uh, folklore story. But the real story said wise men. Didn't tell you how many came. It says wise men. So if you got your play all messed up, please revise it. It just says wise men. They came looking for. This babe, they don't know his name, and they were coming from the east. Now, if you're a student of your Bible, you'll realize that the Balaam was with Balak to curse Israel. While they were coming out of Egypt, and they were hired to curse the people of God. You can't curse me if God bless me. You can try all you want, you didn't curse me. It's just not going to work. Because what God bless, you can't curse. And what God opened, you can't shut. And what God put down, you can't elevate. So Balaam tried to curse God's people three times. And he hadn't learned from the donkey not to try to do those things because he opened his mouth. And every time he did, blessing comes out. He just could not say what he thought to say. But he had to say what God said. And in the book of Numbers 24 and verse 17, one of his prophecies was that a star would come from Judah. 
out of Jacob. And that star would reign over the earth. That's not what Balak hired him to do. You know, some preachers you hire and you fire. You just don't hire this one. You just don't fire this one. Praise God. Oh, they hired Balaam. I mean, that Balaam was a prophet that worked for money. You call that mammonism. He preached smooth things to please the populace. And they, they, they you know, lied him with a lot of doughs, like in those days, with like a dollar bill you know, in his pocket. So he was not true to what, and faithful to God. But he, he, he prophesied, I mean, I'm going to turn there, 24th chapter, and verse 17, it says, A star shall come, and the scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh come. Now, it's amazing how God makes you bless God people when it's in your heart to curse them. You know, Haman found that about Mordecai. He couldn't curse him. He couldn't destroy him. In fact, he ended up blessing him. And when God wants you to bless his work, he'll make you do it, whether you want or not. <laughs> Amen. Israel was in Egypt, and the Egyptians didn't like them, but they blessed him anyhow with silver and gold and precious things because God was on their side. When God is on your side, it doesn't matter who's for you. But if God is against you, you don't have a chance. I don't care how many how many gods you got. <laughs> this one God will blow them all away. Because he's almighty. All powerful. He's the omnipotent God. Hallelujah. And got the whole world in his hand. And so Balaam failed to do it. Well, the story said... When, when Israel became strong and destroyed the 31 nations, guess who got fallen also with them? Balaam. You better stand with us. We're going to win. In the back of this book, we won. Don't judge us now. Judge us later. Can I read the back of the script? We won. And we know we're going to win because God put it in His Word that the gates of hell will not, shall not, cannot. Prevail against the truth. Oh, clap your hands, church. We're on the winning team. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That's why I don't worry about the economy. I got kingdom economy. God said, I open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room to contain it. It's not based on my visa or master charge. It based on my connection with God. Clap into Jesus. And so there's coming a star, a great bright star, that shall accomplish these deeds. Now, if you've been on a cruise, and I have been a few times, and planning on a lot more unless I'm sick, <laughs> but on a cruise at nighttime, you wonder how that captain finds his way around. It's as dark as hell is. And all you can see is just the sky. If you can't read the face of the sky, then you don't have a hope. You don't know where north is or south is or east is or west is. But did you know the planets is what govern this earth? The waves are controlled by the celestial beings. Daniel told the king that the heavens rule. The wave was a result of the, what goes on in the heavens. And those stars are for navigation. That's why Noah's boat didn't need GPS or a compass. Because he that said, let there be light, and there was light. And caused the sun and the moon and the stars to be in their galaxies are the ones that guide that ship. And when God's on the gospel ship, you won't go shipwreck, I promise you. Because he is the protector. Amen. The navigator of the gospel ship. And so the stars give you direction. Now, stars don't lie. Stars give you good direction. GPS, they lie. I got GPS in my car at a time when I, when I rent a car, and I learned not to always trust in it. I always carry a backup map because it lies. It always gets me off track, and sometimes in the farmer's field or in the cul-de-sac. So I learned, do not put your trust in 
GPS. Have some confidence in it, but not all confidence, because it lies and gets you going in a circle. But those stars, they do not lie. Now, we don't know whether the East is in China or it's in Iran. Now, these smart guys today will tell you it was Iran. Some say it's in China. I don't know what part of those countries these men come from. I don't know about says in the East. And we know the East is a certain direction that way. And the West this way and North and South and so on. So it says it came from the East. Now these men, I'm not sure what propelled them to do what they did, but this child was born and fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. 700 years before it happened, Isaiah said, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, huh? and his name shall be called. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God. And he goes on, the everlasting father. Now, as the prince of peace in Micah 5 2 says, he's coming from Bethlehem, Ephesus, the bread house. And so scriptures are, are, you know, are filled with examples of about Jesus. Let me give some examples here. We're about to talk about this man that's coming to our world, Jesus Christ. It says, it be the seed of a woman, seed of Abraham, the seed of Jacob. The seed of Judah, the tribe of Judah. It goes on to tell you where he's going to be born and how he'd be in Bethlehem and how his mom would be a virgin. And it goes on and on and on. And everything God said about this babe took place. No other leader or, or savior in the world had such wonderful prophetic forecasting as this little babe called Jesus Christ. Amen. Everything was fulfilled. To the letter. Now, here are these wise men. They're searching for this child. They don't know his name. And for some reason, God stirred them up to go look for the star. Now, you want to call them astrologers? That's your problem. Soothers? Fine. Call them what you will. But they saw a star. And obviously, they were being led by that star. They noticed the star is moving. Notice, folks. Everybody else might have seen that star, and the star doesn't mean anything to them. It's like waterways. Folks drive by here and go to the Legion and go all over the place, drive and go to other churches, but they don't know this is the gate to heaven. This is the gate for me. This is the gate to heaven. I know what you call it, but this is the gate to heaven. It's Bethel, the bread house, the house of God. And from here to eternity, there's a divine linkage. And so everybody's looking up at the star. And see nothing, observe nothing, but these men with, with inquisitive eyes notice this star is different. It's going somewhere. And they decided to follow it. And they believe there's a message in that star. And that star will lead them to the day star, the bright and morning star. Amen. They say, we're going to follow it. Now, I found out that they traveled almost 1,000 miles to get to where Jesus laid. 1,000 miles. That's a long distance to travel without a BMW or a Triumph bike or some West Jet or Air Canada to fly in. And if there's 360 days in a year for Israelites, you divide 360 days into that many miles, it will take about two to three and a half years to get there, to the point where Jesus was. This is my carnal calculation. And so, the Bible said, when Christ was born, the angel says to some shepherd boys, you're going to find him in a manger. And the baby is a son, wrapped in swaddling clothing. Now, obviously, other babies were not wrapped in swaddling clothing. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a sign. A sign means something unusual, out of the norm. This baby is wrapped in swaddling clothing. Number two, this baby is in a manger. Babies are not born in manger. And so, two signs are given. And the Bible said that God told those shepherd boys out there, Go and look quickly. You're going to find him. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. And another thing happened. Angels start singing and shouting and carrying on. Just like in Job 38 when God made the world, 
the sons of God shouted praise God and lift up the name of God now this little baby is born and here, here are these few shepherds right here and having a symphony all by themselves nobody else saw them nobody else heard them but just these shepherd men heard what's going on I want to tell you friend you may be sitting by somebody right now who does not feel what you're feeling who does not have the glory of God upon them as you have just like a God blessed that fleece and didn't touch the ground God can touch between three people one can touch and the others don't God can open the eyes amen of some and they see and the rest don't see let me give you an example here's the apostle Paul with a letter to kill all the Christians and he's walking down this Damascus journey riding on a, on a horse or some donkeys and then God showed up and a light from heaven shone the men don't see the light the men don't hear the voice and the men don't know what's going on but Paul saw it and Paul says at noonday I saw a light above the sun and heard a voice in Hebrew said I am Jesus those men did not hear that you see the gift and calling of God is particular what you're feeling this morning to go to church is not what everybody in the city feels your desire to worship God is not commonplace Amen. Some are jogging right now. Some are sleeping and snoring. But God put it in your heart to get up and come to His house that the day star may shine in your heart and give you a revelation about who this baby is. And so, not everybody heard the voice and saw what happened, but it changed the life of Saul and make him a Paul. Amen. And so the star that that would leave these men was working first with the shepherd boys and a light shone upon them and when the light shines it always brings you not to Buddha or Islam it always brings it to Jesus Christ when anything from heaven comes down to earth it's always point to Jesus Christ the angels sang about him. The worship was about him. By the way, I was thinking, if Christ was not God, then they have no business worshiping him. Because that would be a violation of the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other God beside me. Thou shalt not worship or bow and worship any other God beside me. And that me got to be that child. Somebody said the reason why he's given a name, amen, the I am that I am, is because God don't use a noun, which is a fixture and a final name. And the I am means it's a verb, always active. An active name, I am that I am. Jesus is that. So before Abraham was, I, I am. Well, you're not yet 50. You're right, I'm not yet 50 in the flesh. But in the spirit, he's everlasting to everlasting. That's what Micah 5.2 says. And so the Bible has still when they went and saw him in swaddling clothing so obviously what the shepherds saw and what the wise men will see are two different things the wise men did not see him in the manger they saw him in a house he's two years old I want you to picture in your mind a two year old child what does he look like sure not like a little baby Amen. do we have one here about here two years old okay hold it baby up please a two year old child okay old enough to say I don't like it there she is two years old that's how old Jesus was when those men come and found him and to worship him and they were led by a star you can't tell me that God led you to false gods. I don't believe it. God led Cornelius to the right Peter. God led Peter to the right Cornelius. God led Paul to the right street called Straight. And there's no way that star could lead those men to anywhere else but where Christ is. Hallelujah. And by the way, Revelation chapter 1 said he got seven stars in his hand, which represent the seven churches of Asia, or preachers, who are called, listen now, night stars. 
there's no way a preacher can lead you to any other person than Jesus Christ. Mm, I lost you now. Because in his head he got seven stars. And he's the bright and morning star. And the night stars are in his hand. And there's no way a preacher can lead you to any other doctrine than the doctrine of Christ. In the law and the prophet and the Psalms, it's about him, not them. And that's what makes this church so unique from any other church. Now, I know everybody's saying carols and they're saying hymns, and so they should let them worship him. I don't care when they worship him. Just worship him. Just sing a song. But that don't mean they're heaven bound. You got to find the right Him. For in Him we live and move and have our being. So if you are going to be led by shepherds, which are preachers, they better lead you to the right Christ. Or not end up with the Antichrist. If you're led by the star, that star better point you right where Jesus is. Not where he was, but where he is. Praise the Lord. And so I want you to watch these men as they traveled. Amen. And Herod heard about it. Herod said, what's going on here? He said, we come to worship this king. Well, Herod said, I'm the king. No, it's not you, Herod. If God talked to you, friend, you know that's not the king. He's a usurper of the authority. You're not the king. I want to find the true king. And there so, by the way, when you find him, let me know. I'll come and worship him also. Now, he called for all the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees and all the, the leaders to give him some direction where, where this child should be born. And they told him that it's written in the prophet that he should be in Bethlehem, Ephrathah, only four and a half miles away from where Christ is supposed to be, the two-year-old boy. Herod didn't even have the guts to get up and go find out. Oh, boys, when you go and f when you find him, come back and tell me. Come back and tell me where he's laid. So I can go and worship him. You know, what a naivety of God's people. We think everybody loves Jesus the same as we do. Not true. Not everybody who say, well, I'm a Pentecostal have an experience in Pentecost. For some, it's just a name they profess. They know God. But they come on to the reality that they deny Him in works. They, den <coughs> they deny Him. You know, <coughs> story, if the signs aren't there, you can't believe in them. If the sign is not there, I can't believe that's the Christ. That's why I said, these signs shall follow them that believe in my, my, in my name. Not names. In my name, these signs shall follow them that believe. Praise the Lord. And so Herod asked to know where it was. <coughs> now look at God. God did not lead Herod to the child because his purpose is to be destructive. He was not constructive. And so why would God show him? Not everybody who went to this Bible to read it are going to find the truth. A whole lot when a couple can say this book contradict itself. You know why? Be going there with the wrong spirit, the wrong attitude. But if you go in the right spirit and the right attitude, God will give you divine revelation. God will reveal Himself to you. If you go in the Bible with the right attitude, you have divine illumination. God will turn the light of revelatoriness to you and show you things others stumble over. What is a rock of offense to others is a rock of defense for you. What's a stone of stumbling for some will be a stepping stone for you. It's a matter of how you approach God. These wise men, they come to worship, not to worry and destroy, but to worship God and compliment what they're going to see. They say, we want to find Him. And God said, you're, you're sincere? You're sincere? I'm going to show you where Christ is because you are sincere. That's why I'm going to show it to you. But if you're not, I'm not going to show it to you. I will not manifest the truth to you. But if you're not honest in your heart and want to know the truth, I'm not going to show it to you at all. And so they say, we want to know where Christ is. We come this far. we got gifts to give to Him. How strange, you know. It's my birthday today. 
and you expect me to give you a gift. I thought you were going to celebrate my birthday. If you celebrate my birthday, then you should bring me gifts, not me bring you gifts. It's amazing how the world said we're going to worship Christ's birthday, and then he doesn't get no gifts at all. He's forgotten. Oh, it's all commercialism and Black Friday and Black Sunday and Bloody Sunday and Bloody Moon and Bloody this and that. Hello. But he's not in the picture at all. All the unwrapping is so far from swaddling clothing. You know, he's not in the picture. If you're buying for Christmas right now, I'm sure you're not buying for Christ. If I ask you for an offering right now, you're going to tell me, sorry, I've got to buy so-and-so a gift. But really, it's to bring a gift to the church. If you really believe in worshiping him on his birthday. But it's not going to happen. Hello. But these men brought gold, huh? frankincense, and myrrh. And they have symbolic reason for bringing what they brought. That gold represents, we believe that he's king. He's monarchical. Amen. Thank you. And the frankincense means that we believe he's the great high priest. He's meditorial. And the myrrh represents the fact that this guy is going to be a vicarious death for us. You see, people come to Jesus Christ, have a right perspective, not of who Jesus is. He's not just a carpenter. He's not just a man. He's our God and Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's the Lamb. He come to save me from my sin. Not save me in my sin. And so these wise men said, we got to find him. Now, if, if you're content, you won't look for him. But these men were not content. They said, we got to find him. And the star knew they were sincere and led them right to the Christ child. And said, this is the house. This is where it's at. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an altar boy real bad because my friend who was my namesake was an altar boy. I'm glad today I wasn't now because my experience had been bad, like so many have been. But you know, God spared me that, that agony of entering into a lie. Amen. God said, I want to make you a member of the royal priesthood, a royal nation. I want you to be a part of a peculiar people. So all those years, I could have ended up in the wrong stream. But thank God for a day star that shined into my heart to give me a revelatoriness of who Jesus is as to this is the house of the Lord. This is where we're going to find Jesus. You're going to find him over there. We were in Rome, and they said, don't talk. Be absolutely quiet. They said, talk with your eyes, but keep your mouth shut. I thought, what kind of church is that? Church is not a museum. Church is a sanctuary. A place for endangered species, mankind. Church is a place where a sacrifice of praise is to be offered. God said, lift up your voice like a trumpet and call upon Him. For seeking God means cry out to Him. In the day that you seek me with all your heart. By the way, my shouting don't terrorize God. I think my silence will. <laughs> if I hold my peace, the rock will cry out. Amen. They ain't no rock in this church, but they're worshipers in this church. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and so, that thing stood right over that building. You cannot tell me God led you wrong. It's impossible. I remember when I first came to church, and I didn't know anything about God, and the preacher started to rearrange my life for me and tell me what I can do and can't do. I said, God, I don't know if this guy's right or not. I don't know anything about it. But you know, God, if he's wrong, I'm going to blame you and lay judgment. I said that. See, God, I'm going to blame you because you told me to listen to him. I'm doing exactly that. He started telling me, you can't do that. You should do this. Da, 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 da. I said, God, okay. I'm open season. But if you're ever wrong, God, I'm going to blame you. You think any one of you going to get that chance? No way. 
the way. The grace of God that brought salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching you, teaching me to deny what? Ungodly. This child was born to save us what? From. <coughs> he will not be the minister of sin. He will save us from sin, the power of sin, the penalty of sin, and the presence of sin. But will save us in our sin. He will save us from our sin. And so those men came and they found this child. Now I'm sure the child didn't have a dialogue with them. They said, well, good old wise man, you found me. Well, all I know Mary was dumbfounded. What? You come to visit my boy? You're calling him king of the Jews? You know how poor I am? I can't even offer a sacrifice by a cow. I've got a cheap old little dove. How can I afford it? We're a too far thing. Well, church, revelation and education was taking place in that room. Those wise men said, we have found him. My friend, your greatest finding is not finding a better job. Or find the right wife for a husband. Or the, or the right, whatever you think is right in the world. When you found Jesus, you shall Eureka. We found him of whom the law and the prophet spoke of. Is not this the Christ? Only wise people know what they found. Let me give an example, a digression here. Here's the pearl of great price. Do you know pearl? Some are counterfeit and some are genuine. Hello? Some treasures are counterfeit. Amen. <laughs> there are placebos. They're false. It takes a wise a heart and a wise eye to know how to look at it carefully so a charlatan don't take it for a ride. There are many false Christs around. These wise men did not go to the wrong house. Cornelius didn't end up with the wrong Peter. God defined Peter. And tell you, what kind of Peter are you looking for? And God will not give you the wrong Christ called the Antichrist. He'll give you the Christ if you're wise-hearted. And so the Bible said, after traveling a thousand miles, they found the true Christ. And they worship Him. Now, I won't call them by name, but I know some Bibles will change that word worship and say they do obeisance to Him. It's not the same. Worship means worship. They worship the babe. Amen. And they knew He was the King of the Jews. In other words, they're saying this baby is God. Huh? Not confused, but fused in humanity. This is the fulfillment of a 700 year prophecy of Isaiah. This is 4,000 years fulfillment of what God told Eve. That a seed of a woman would come to bruise the serpent's Head, those wise men were not looking for a counterfeit. I want to tell you, friend, I'm 66 years old. I'm not too far from my grave. I want to tell you right now, my doctor told me that many years ago. And I want to tell you, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want the wrong Christ. I want the Christ. I want to make sure what I found is real. When I say I found him, I want to know what I found is genuine. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, to them gave me power to be called the sons of God, not the sons of perdition or the sons of Satan. I want to be led by revelatoriness, divine inspiration, and divine illumination. Praise God. I learned how to Pentecost. I came to church fully, you know, dumb and foolish. I don't know anything about the Bible. He said, find Matthew. Well, where is that? 
church. And the Bible study is a new convert and wants to preach and go to Bible study and you try to find your way through it. And by the time you find your way, you go on ten chapters down the road and you're left behind and you just gave up and you put your Bible down and just listen. And so, okay, 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 okay. These wise men, we don't know what they said to Jesus. The little baby. The church, they knew in their heart we found the fulfillment of the prophecy of Balaam. The Bible said they were so happy they gave their gift to the child and worshipped him. Mary stood back looking around. Now here's the beautiful thing here. They did not worship Joseph and they did not worship Mary. They didn't come to see Mary. And she wasn't even on the list. They wanted to see the king of Israel. That child. I don't know why countries today and churches today worship Mary. She has no power at all. In fact, she's dead. Going to stay dead to the resurrection. But Jesus is alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And so, my question is, how wise are we today? Jesus says in the 22nd chapter of Revelation, and verse 16, I am the bright and the morning star. Amen. He that believeth on me shall not die. Now, my question is, how wise is a person? How do I tell how wise a person is? I'm going to some reason how I know how wise people are. Number one, let's digress for a moment here. Jesus says, He that heareth the singing of mine and doeth them not, I like him to a foolish man. He said, You hear my saying, you hear my teaching, you hear my doctrine, and you don't do it, he said, You're foolish. And I will liken you to a man that compared to a guy who built his house on my saying. The people who build their lives and their homes on my saying is wise. Because they build their house on a rock. And the storm is coming. Revelation says it's coming. And so their house shall stand. It shall not fall. I want to tell you, I see saints go through trials and tribulations. Some of you are going through some problems today. Thank God you got him on board. If you didn't have Jesus Christ in your life, you couldn't wear the storm you're going through. Many are equal to suicidal, mentally defeated, but you don't see obstacles, you see opportunities. You don't see problems, you see possibilities. Come on, somebody. Your life ain't a trash, it's a treasure. Why? Because Jesus is on board. You're not going to perish when he's in your boat, my friend. This old gospel ship is going to make the trip. It's not going to sink. It's going on the other side. But the unwise-hearted people are people who are traveling without Jesus on board. So the foolish man built his house upon the sand. And the rain came and the storm came and it fell. A wise-hearted person are building their lives on the saying of Jesus. The Lord didn't stop there. He grew up to be a man and gave some parables. He said, look, I'll show you who a wise person is. He said, there are two people called themselves virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Which one are you? Because wise men still seek God. Now, I know when I went to college, they mocked me and said, you're, you're, you're dumb, you're just weak-minded. So all Christians are weak-minded. They're brainwashed. Yes, I'm brainwashed and heart-washed too. I'm washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I make no apology for all that. I confess I've been washed. Or you've been washed. In the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being washed. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. But here are the five foolish virgins. They know he's coming. They heard he's coming. And they travel with a half tank. The wise says, I want a full tank and some extra. Go beyond full and put extra. Amen. E for extra, not empty. Hello? 
but he follows me empty. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible said when the night came and the consummation of things took place, they ran out of oil. We went to some some place last week, my wife and I, after church, and the place was filled with religious people because the cooking is so good. It's, it's very popular. Every church from all across New York goes there. Every church. The good, the bad, the ugly, the saved, and the unsaved go there to eat. The food is so good. It must be a good cook. And I thought to myself, all these are crying, Lord, Lord, Lord. But not all going to enter in. That's when you know how wise you were. If you live for self, you live in vain. If you live for Christ, you live to gain. You don't know why. You know, some people think they're smarter than God, you know. They rob God in tithe and offering. They rob God in, 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 with lip service and all that stuff. And they think they're smart. But you won't know how smart you are until when the book is open. When the book of life is open. And you hear words like this. Remember thou in thy lifetime. When Lazarus make decision that looked very stupid and foolish. But he was making his calling and election sore. And the boss of Lazarus was now comforted. And the rich wise men are foolish or lost. The Bible says it's easier for a camel to get to the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into the kingdom of God. And yet you will call the rich man wise because he's prosperous, but he's not blessed. You can be prosperous and not be blessed. Those wise men, they said, we found the Christ. Philip told Andrew, we found the Christ. The Grecians said, we come, we're seeking the Christ. God told Mary, why seek the living among the dead? He's not dead, he's inside of us. When I was a young kid in my 20s going, going to college, and I was near the, the pub, the cabaret, and, and after being drunk, and it's all over, you're by yourself, not going home, party's over, I remember saying, God, if you're real, I want to know. I want to feel it. We laugh about you. We talk against you. But are you really real? Who can I find you? I can look back to this and say, God did not lead me astray. The same angel that led those wise men to the Christ child is in this building right now. He wants to lead every young person to the Christ child. The Bible says the devil is against that man child that was born. He's a man and he's a child. He covers the full range of humanity. He's a child and he's a man. Plus he's an almighty God. He says, and the devil tried to stop him from getting to the throne. Hallelujah. But he could not stop him because his mind was made. He says, I must be about my father's business. The father's business you and me. That's his business. He's in this house to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why he came in the world. Not for us to give postcards. Not for us to burn candles uh, or say catechism. He come to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, it's the one soul. It's worth more than all the riches of this world. And God's business is the soul business. And God care is to save you from your sin. Not in your sin. That's why he was born. Oh, thank God. There's still a star that can lead me to the Christ child who came to save me from my sins. I want to ask you, my friend. I said, Lord, let me build my life on a rock foundation. Lord, let me be that wise virgin. I don't want to die like Abner died, like a fool died. Abner's a foolish man. And I'm sorry for some of you folks. If you went with us in, in Asia, based on prosperity, we look pretty poor. The temples over there look richer than we are. The fancy garment they wore, that attracted me as a kid when I was a kid. I want to be an altar boy. I love those fancy colors. And those boys, those long gowns, and they're singing, so high-pitched voice, boys, you know. And they look pretty good. They look very fanciful. It's very attractive. I say, it is attractive. Religion looks attractive. Religion can impress you, but doesn't change you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
and Abner died as a fool died. He left the sanctuary and stepped outside of it. I know about you, there are many voices calling me and calling you to step over the line and go back into the world. But no, I like where Jesus is. I like what Mary said. I'm not interested in seeing angels. I come seeking Christ. And I will not leave till I find Him. I want to ask you this morning, why are you seeking Jesus? Would you stand? Is there any wise person in this building? How far is too far? Many churches in this town. My wife and I, when first came in 1981, they asked you, can you build a church here? I said, I don't know. God knows that. I said, what do you teach? And folks, I get bad press when I tell what I taught. I got folks told me, you will never impress anybody in make murder with that kind of message. I thought, I'm not impressing anybody. I already told what I know. If they really want Jesus Christ, hallelujah, I can preach no other name but one name given among men. His name shall be called Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Let me tell you, in the United States we've got thousands and hundreds of Pentecostals who were once saved. I'm now rebaptizing the name Yahweh and Yeshua. And all these mad, you know, antics of the devil. Friend, sell this in your heart. There is salvation in no other, no other name. But angel says his name is Jesus. When those when those men came to that room, they found out two years later his name is called Jesus. They came not knowing his name, but when they left, they knew his name. You will never know how great this church is. Because it probably look your your basic church basically looking at me or the buildings. Not many sophisticated people are here. I doubt if anybody of any importance know my name or even care about my name. But I got news for you, friend. I know where the rock is. I know where the oil is sold. I know where the manger is. Hallelujah. Because Herod, though he showed an interest in wanting to worship, he's lying. He's just trying to destroy the Christ child. Would you bow your head and ask yourself the question, how wise am I? Are there any foolish virgins in this church? Are there any unwise builders in this church? What are you building the life on? I hear in the news, the oil price is going down. Am I supposed to worry? No. Well, I hear they're going to fight war pretty soon. Am I supposed to worry? No. Because Jesus says, He that believes in me shall never perish. Shall never what? Perish. But have everlasting life. Have you found the Christ child? Everybody's talking about the birth of Christ. But has everybody found Jesus? Do you have enough oil in your lamp? Are you running empty? Abner died as a fool died. The virgins were locked out. The queen of Sheba traveled six months to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And Jesus Christ is right in this building. Just one step from your pew to the altar. And you can hear greater wisdom. And you speak in your heart with stammering lips and other tongue. That's a sign from God that you have the true Christ. Anybody here this morning? Anybody here wise enough to build their house on the sayings of this child, Christ Jesus? The apostles prayed and said, Lord, Herod and the, the Israelites are against your child, Christ Jesus. 
They're against them. But give us power from an eye to live for you. Is there anybody here? He said, Pastor, what do I have to do to be saved? It's very simple. Believe on Jesus. As the scripture says. As the scripture says, well, what does that mean, Pastor? Be repent. Repent me, ask God for forgiveness. And then be baptized in the name of Jesus. Why? For the remission of my sins. And I shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to be receiving a sign called speaking in tongues. As the Spirit give utterance. I don't know any other reason why Jesus Christ came. I don't know any other reason why the star is in this church to show us who Jesus is. It's to give you an experience that only He alone can give. Is there someone here this morning? Are you wise? What are you building your house on? What's in your vessel? How much oil do you have in your lamp? Who's leading you? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Him? Have you heard about him? Is there somebody here? Sing it. Have you heard that he loves you and that he will abide to the end? There is a star in this building. Do you know? Do you know Jesus? They came not knowing But when they left they knew who he was My friend Have you heard That he loves you And that he will Abide to I'm offering to somebody a star experience. Do you know? My star is not Gretzky or football. My star is not movie stars. My star is Jesus. Do you know? My star is Jesus. 